بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام النووي's Riyad al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه ومن كتاب رياض الصالحين سيدنا النووي رحمه الله تعالى ونفعنا بإنومه في الدارين آمين إلى أن قال الحديث نمبر 110 أنا بمسعود أقب بن عمر الأنصاري البدري رضي الله عنه قال لما نزلت آية الصدقة كنا نحامل على ظهورنا فجاء رجل فتصدق بشيء كثير فقالوا مرائم وجاء رجل آخر فتصدق بصع فقالوا إن الله لغني عن صعي هذا فنزل فنزلت الذين يرمزون المطوعين من المؤمنين في الصدقات والذين لا يجدون إلا جهدهم متفق عليه هذا لفظ للبخاري So this translates and أقبع بن عمر الأنصاري البدري narrates, when the verse regarding giving charity was revealed, we used to earn a living by carrying goods on our backs. A man would come and give a lot of wealth and charity, and some people would say, he is showing off. Then another man would come and give one sa'a, a small weight in charity, and some people would say, Allah does not need the sa'a of this person. The following verse was then revealed, those who mock the believers because of their charity, which they give of their own free will, and those who do not find anything to give except their labor. Surah At-Tawbah, and this is narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. So, as is the case always with the blessed hadith of our Prophet Wasallam, there's a wisdom, there are that many, that uh, there's much that we learn from every hadith of our Prophet Wasallam. And there's a wisdom why Imam al-Nawi put this blessed hadith in this chapter on spiritual struggle, and on striving. And so this companion, Uqba ibn Amr al-Ansari al-Badri, even though he has the name here al-Badri, the scholars say that he actually did not fight in the Battle of Badr, uh, according to the dominant opinion, but he was someone who lived in that area. So that Ya Nisba there is it because he used to live there. So he's al-Badri. So he narrates that when the verse of charity was revealed, when the verse regarding giving charity was revealed. And Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani says in At-Tilbari that it's as if that they're referring to the verse in Surah At-Tawbah, خُذْ مِنَ مَوَالِهِمْ That take charity from their wealth. How did the companions respond to this? And we know that there, were, there was no one in human history like our companions who responded to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the call of the Messenger Muhammad like they did, they would immediately put it into practice. So when this verse was revealed, what did he say? That we used to earn a living by carrying goods on our backs. And so they did everything that they could to put this verse into practice. So even if they didn't have money to give in charity, they would immediately go to work so that they could earn money in order to give charity. In another narration is that they quickly went to the souk, they went to the marketplace to try to do something that they could do to 
earn a wage, earn money, and give charity even if it would only be a small amount. So then we find different people had different abilities. So a man would come and give a lot of wealth in charity. And they say this is Sayyidina Abdurrahman bin Auf. And some of them say is that he came and gave that 80,000 dirhams. Or in another narration, 40,000 dirhams. Or in another narration, 40 ugiyas of gold. Dirhams, of course, are that uh, silver coins. And that dinars are gold coins. And dinars obviously are that's worth more than the dirham. And so there are some that who came and brought a lot of charity. But then one of the benefits that we get from this is that we see the perspective of some of the people that were even there during the time of the Prophet and they say this refers to the munafiqeen. So someone would come and give a lot of wealth in charity. And then some of the people would say that this person is a mura'in. He's just showing off. He's not doing this for the sake of Allah. And it didn't prevent the people, though, from giving what it is that they could. So that we have to, that also in addition to striving, that not let other people's opinions in one way or another affect us. Because then we have the next person. Then another man would come and give one sa'a. A sa'a is four amdad. A mud is when you put your hands out like this and the amount of grain that will fit between them, not too closed and not too open. And a sa'a is four of those. So it's 2.03 liters. And someone would come and give that a small amount, which is like 2.3 liters in charity. And then people would say about this individual that Allah does not need this 2.3, 2.2 liters roughly of that charity that he's giving. In other words, is that they would that mock this person and belittle them for the small amount of charity that they're giving. And so this is the trait of nifaq, of hypocrisy, is that people that give a lot, they claim that it's hypocrisy. And the person's showing off. If they give a little, is that they that don't deem it to be something that is that's worth giving in the first place. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse. And it doesn't have the full verse in the hadith. الَّذِينَ يَلْمِزُونَ الْمُطَّوِّئِينَ مِنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الصَّدَقَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ إِلَّا جُهْدُهُمْ And the verse goes on to say, فَيَسْخَرُونَ مِنْهُمْ سَخِرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ So this translates, there are those who slander some of the believers for donating liberally, yani a lot, and mock others for giving only the little they can afford. Allah will throw their mockery back at them and they will suffer a painful punishment. And so we that learn from this is that we need to strive our best to do whatever it is that we can to fulfill the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that not be caught up with what people say. They say this or they say that. We give whatever it is that we can give and you never know that someone who gives that a small amount, it actually might be a lot greater than someone who gives a, a large amount. And this individual who gave the smaller amount, his name was Abu Aqil. And they said that what he used to do was is that he used to work at a well. And uh, he was a laborer. He would pull water out of the well. And his wage would be dates. And he would get two saws of dates. So he'd get roughly four liters worth of dates. Half of it he would that give to his family. And half of it he would give in charity. And there is a beautiful story of one of the Saniheen who 
that honored a scholar one time when he came to visit him, and that he served that scholar because he knew he liked the heart of the animal, that a plate of 50 hearts. And obviously he's not going to be able to eat all that, but he was honoring the scholar, and it came to the scholar's heart. This is israf, this is extravagance. And this great imam read his heart, and he said, this is not extravagance, that all of the other meat from all of the other animals that we've slaughtered, we have plenty of people that we take care of and that we're going to give it out in charity. He said, but my brother who lives in Tanim is actually more generous than I am. And so this individual said, how could that be? My man, this Habib just gave me that 50 hearts and slaughtered 50 animals and gave me the part of the animal that I liked the most. So this scholar goes to Tanim and he visits his brother. This is Imam Abu Bakr Ali, his brother, and Imam Hussein bin Abdul Bakr Aydros. And he goes to visit him, and lunch comes, and he brings a single loaf of bread out for lunch. And half of it he gives to his guest, and half of it he eats himself. So now he's confused. Great. He just brought me a loaf of bread, and this, this brother served me all of these hearts on a plate. And so then he brings it up and he asks him. He says that this is what happened when I went to visit your brother. And he told me to visit you because he said, you're more generous than he is. And he says, how could this be when this is what you served me and that's what he served me? And he says, my brother's told the truth. He said, is that in terms of things that I have, this is half of it. This is all I had in the house to eat was a loaf of bread. And I gave you half. So I've given you half of my wealth that I have to serve for my guests, whereas my brother has a lot of wealth. He only gave you a small portion. So if you look at it percentage-wise, half, 50% is a lot greater than whatever that percentage would have been for the entire wealth. And this is why the key is invention. And that we'll be able to implement the commands of Allah in different ways. And even though outwardly it might look different, you never know what's truly weightier with Allah. And the same thing goes like volunteering for any that type of service or anything of that nature. Someone might be able to just do just a little bit. But they're so sincere, that little bit that they're able to do is accepted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the whole organization could be in their barakah, one. And then two is that those deeds could be deeds that pierce the veils for them, between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there could be people who serve a lot and they get a lot of blessing. But it's not like those, so them, it's not always in terms of quantity. Quality is of the utmost importance, and everybody has to do what it is that they can. And subhanAllah, this is why that when we understand that, that nothing should prevent us from that worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, striving to the extent uh, that we can. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq and bless us to learn from these ahadith that are so, so, so important. That are so fundamental to our understanding of this religion, our practice, and give us openings and bless us to be able to hear these words in a way that is that we can put them into practice and draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service. 
by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.